When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Today on the Back Row Fantasy Show, we talk about all the deals that have gone down unexpectedly in the COVID era the last week, and we talk about the top 10 running backs for the hopeful 2020 NFL season on the Back Row Fantasy Show starting now. Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms, and Brian Hux. Neil, I even have a drop for that, and I completely Shake. didn't hit the button with the Neil Crabtree part. Shaking my damn head. But you know what? Neil doesn't need recognition. He's fine sitting here pretending he has a beard and a sweet heart of gold. And a loss of hair. Right. Well, <laughs> I don't want to talk about, I don't talk about <laughs> loss of hair right That's it. That's most people here except for me and Peej on the couch. Right. So half. 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 Half hair loss here. It's like, it's it's you two. It's just, it's just you two. Right. So welcome again to the Back Row Fantasy Show, where it's only a nice, cool 89 degrees in the studio. Brisk. It's brisk. brisk it's me, Bark. To my left is arms. Good morning. To my right. First time in a while, it's COVID Neil. <laughs> Hello. Hello. COVID Neil. COVID Neil's oh, back. No. Yeah. That's his rap name, actually, COVID Neil. Like Can you that. lay down a freestyle for us real quick? I, oh, I just know on. it's taking off. Okay. Okay. So, thanks. Welcome. Appreciate you watching if you're watching live. Appreciate listening if you're listening after the, the fact of us recording this podcast. We tried to drop one Monday, Arms and I did. It was and, unlistenable. Uh, it, well, it was also interrupted by a four-year-old toddler. Are toddlers four? Four-year-old little boy saying he must have me. I must lay down in his bed and watch... PJ Masks on a tablet with him until he falls asleep. <laughs> that's life. Oh, sorry. His name's Connor, and he also goes by Catboy, and, and that that is the truth. So, hello, Mr. Bruning. Thanks for tuning in. Back Row Fantasy Show. We're back. Arms just got done telling one of those uh, trademark arms stories. We were supposed to start at 8. <laughs> what? At 8 o'clock. It's nine fifty. We're supposed to start right. at 8. I, just, I got done telling a story. It was a five-minute story, but... I, so... You guys, a lot of people would appreciate a really good book with a lot of details. And my friends apparently don't appreciate that shit whenever I tell a story. I told you I appreciated it. So whenever I'm telling a story, I'm like, yeah. And then, I did not. I'm sorry. And even though it's irrelevant, I'm like, he was the band was about two millimeters wide and it was a size 12 on his ring. Like, does this have something to do with the story? No, but I wanted to explain Neil's wedding band as part of it. He was also wearing a 32 millimeter Apple Watch with the white band. And he's way, he's way off, man. I don't he's know. a little off. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a Fitbit. Uh, okay. Ver, what is it, Verge? Versa. Versa. I used to have one. It's a Fitbitter. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just saying. This. This is how I tell stories. Very, it is a white band with detailed. gold. I mean, it is. Uh, it's uh, unicornish. It's very unicornish. I like it. I ba dig it. It's baller. It's baller. So, yeah, we tried to record an episode. We got a little bit of it. We'll probably drop some kind of uh, compilation episode, kind of like 
bands drop uh, singles on a compilation album. We'll, we'll drop a compilation episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show for you. I am sweating. I, I'm chubby. It's okay. It's, this is bowl through. Drink beer. It'll cool you off. I miss winter already. Drink beer. It'll cool you off. It's not. It's not doing the trick. Neil, drink Neil's water. It says Clemson on it. Yeah. I refuse to drink. It bothers that me that, water. that it has. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. No. It, it bothers me that it's got like the. Uh, they can't the even win a title inside of the thing. They yeah. can't even win a title. Yeah, I mean, just got destroyed. You know. A little kind of old news, but is it really with no sports? I mean, it's not really old news. I mean, it's it's damn near the most relevant sporting news out there. Right. So uh, speaking of sporting news, um, the Big Ten has. Rumored to be playing conference only games. Yep. ACC is the same way. Okay. So, um, fuck Notre Dame, right? I mean, (laughs) we don't want to watch Notre Dame, anyways. To be fair, to be fair, BYU also screwed. Okay. (laughs) True. So, no, I'm not. I was a, I don't say Notre Dame fan. I respected some players they had. Brady Quinn, he's an Ohio boy. I, I rooted for him, but. It's like, hey, um, we don't need we don't need a conference. We're better. Hey, guess what? You ain't gonna have a season, boys. We gonna play BYU four times? Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Probably split that series anyway. Well, uh, high school football is taking quite a hit too. I know some people that are really upset about high school football. Like it just doesn't look like it's gonna be worth messing with. Are you talking about the Ivy League? No, I'm talking about oh, high school. Okay, are you, high school. I mean, actually- Jackson is the Ivy League in high school football because they just. <laughs> That's how Jackson folks feel about their football. They they feel it's it's that prestigious. Well, I was just referring to the fact that the Ivy League plays a high school level of football. Oh yeah, that's that's true. I think <laughs> they canceled I think, the uh, season. I think our hometown hometown Ironman can could beat Princeton. I'm I'm fairly confident they would be competitive in the league. Just saying. The thing is, like all those guys are going to end up being doctors and billionaires. So. Right, they, they need to be preserved. Yeah, I think Jeff Bezos played for uh, <laughs> Yale on the football team. I think he was a kicker. Right, I doubt it. Yeah, Bezos got drafted seventh round. Uh, the Washington Red War- War- Warriors, Washington Warriors. At this point, I don't know what their name is. I don't either. I, I'd like if they were called the, the Washington Red. Summer Shandies. Ooh, I like it. I mean, you don't have why to not? use Just, the same logo. So seriously, why not the natives? Uh, I mean, there's nothing disrespectful disrespectful about natives, and you're just you're kind of generalizing, right? The thing is, I really think they should just go ahead and be called like Sunshines. Because that's going to be Trevor Lawrence's team I, next year. I've got an idea. You're wrong, first off. <laughs> can I can I throw in that since they are near the capital, they could be the Washington Cheetos? Or <laughs> they could be uh, something that like. That is a sign of power, something that even like our government can uh, can look up to. The Washington lobbyists, Washington lobbyists, they could be that? the Washington huge, <laughs> the, yeah. the Washington big farmer, huge Washington, Washington, big, farmer? Washington big farmer, yeah, mm-hmm. the Washington AOCs. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, they, they could be the Washington uh, the 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 riding Washington riding Bidens. <laughs> oh man. Well, just, maybe we should just change the name of the team like every four years with whoever's president. What What was the team name of the replacements? What was What was Keanu Reeves's replacements? What were they? The Sentinels? Yes. The, the Washington Sentinels. It was. It so, was, it was, it was, or the, it's been way too long for me. I think they need to be the Sentinels. Okay. Or maybe bring uh, just go ahead and XFL the shit out of it. Just, <laughs> you know, speaking of what, like if Vince McMahon would have just said, "All right, guys, listen, here's our chance." Just quarantine yourselves. We're going to rule the the sports world. 
and just put a bubble around the XFL, dude, that'd rule the world right now. It would. It'd be a ten, he, he $10 missed, billion dollar industry. He missed a golden opportunity. Yep. Those players would get paid. All of them would have Patty Mahomes contracts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, listen, we're going to dome this bitch just like a Stephen King novel. Just, all the players, this is this is your home now. Until COVID's gone, then we'll have the helicopters come suction the bubble off. So I'd went with Biodome, but okay. Okay. Much more respectable film than anything Stephen King's ever done. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that, that you're on to something there. Whoever's looking to buy the XFL, there's your idea. Yeah, you got to start like now. Oh, like, yeah. There's you, no time to waste. Yeah, because if, if all this blows over, I'm, I'm going to guess for like around November 5th. It should blow over. Okay. You're putting a specific date on it. That's cool. I'm going to go with January 10th. Okay. okay. <laughs> of what? 2022? 2021. 2021. Yeah. I mean, we're just... Is that Inauguration Day? Is it? Is it? I don't know, because don't November know. 5th is the day after the election, I believe. Let's just go with 420. Okay. They find the That's super fine. weed that kills the coronavirus. If that works, though, and I get fired for trying it, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, I'd be kind of upset as well. Oh, God. Anyhow, so... Neil, do you know much about the Mahomes contract? I do. Let's talk about it. Sure. So we can not have to worry about this compilation trash because okay. it was unlistenable. It was, yeah, we do tell, need to tell us a little, tell us about it. That'll be a vault episode. It, it yeah. was what it was ten but, ten, it was ten years four seventy five right? Was it a ten year extension though? It was. It, it, Let's. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but just in case this is an actual caller calling in. Is this a caller calling in, or did I just answer something about my car's extended warranty? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're working on it. We don't have you quite yet here. I just realized my computer's not a touchscreen. I don't know why. Yeah, it, it's never around. been. I just tried to. I don't even work on a computer that's got a touchscreen. I'm like, no view. All right. So, so give a give call back in like two minutes. I, I had to reset my system. So call back in two minutes, please. Please. Okay, yeah, but, I've got to I've got to recalibrate. Go ahead and start talking about my. But I knew like the total contract is like twelve years, like five hundred three mil. Mm -hmm. If he meets all the incentives and stuff. Okay, so the day he signed, from my understanding, it guaranteed what his next two years worth of salary. I believe. Um, and the the unique thing about it is going forward, his roster bonus and his salary is guaranteed the third day of every league year. So early March, right? I believe so. Um, his salaries are guaranteed at least one year in advance. Uh, so like in, and I know it's like, I believe it's 2025. He's guaranteed his 2026 salary. 2026, the third day of the league year, he's guaranteed his 2027 salary, so on and so forth. Um, and prior to 2025, he's actually guaranteed, you know, sometimes two years in advance. I think one of them's an 18 month in advance. So, He's effectively put the Chiefs in a situation to where it's like they can't cut him. And, you know, it, to save save money. You're not going to be able to cut him to save money. And theoretically. Well, right? the, the way it's structured right, right now is like by the time he gets to that point, he's already going to be underpaid. Yes. Yes. I mean, anytime you, you sign a 10-year deal, right? Uh, the, the Obviously, the power he's going to have is, in theory, he's still going to be the best quarterback in the league. And I, I, we can't. There's no argument, right? No. Not in my opinion. Like it's, I'm sure someone's going to make that the Lamar Jackson argument, but he's the best true quarterback in the league. Yes, the things that Patrick Mahomes does with his the combination. It's not he's he's not he's not the best thrower in history. He's not the best decision maker in history. He doesn't have the best set of wheels in history. But the the combination of all these three things together does make him the the best quarterback 
that he, we've ever seen at this point in his career. He could push for some of those things. Let's try to give our caller a dial back real quick, just so you know we're we're all about our. Thank you for contacting folks. us about your yard's extended warranty. At least twice a day. When he answers, that's what I'm going to do. We're going to talk to him about his extended warranty on his Kia Soul. If Hello. He, hey, we're calling about your car's extended warranty. I was, I was going to let you know, I have, I have several options for you. You just have to uh, give me your credit card number right now. We won't have any trouble. Uh, how, much is the, how much is the new warranty, even though my old one expired and you're offering me a third-party one? On 2003 vehicle. Right, right. Yeah, and I never let it get that far. But can you imagine the people that they get and how they sell that? And I know it's people that are older and stuff like that. And I've I've actually had a family friend that got taken on one of those deals. And but you would think that we would live in a world where people were already ahead of that. But that's not what I'm calling. Well, about. I mean, we so, we, yeah, so, we we live in the current world of 2020 as well. So I think we've proven that a lot of people will pay for that extended warranty. Like literally, right now, I, I, 2020 is the butthole of our entire generation. Like it's the worst spot in theory that we're going to have on both sides. Yeah. Takashi six, nine is breaking records and by God, I'm paying for that extended <laughs> warranty. So anyways, who do we got on the line? I thought it was an extended warranty call, but it's not. Thank God. This is Troy, formerly DFF voice. Now voice in Fuego on the Twitter. Oh yes. Any, oh any my other God. Time, Fuego. Other Fuego. Time, Frank has got to be upset. In the Go YouTube ahead. Chat. Okay. Any other time I'd be in the YouTube chat, but I decided to call you today and you thought I was a car warranty, so that, I guess that's how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, you got that. Call uh, him more uh, often, Troy. Unlabeled right. number from New Mexico. It's just, it's fair to assume. Yep. So so you um, called hey, in with a thought. Say, you, guys, you guys were talking about if the XFL was still going, how much of a skill it would be. If I was a billionaire, if I was a billionaire, I would be watching college football very closely right now because... The World League of Football looks really, really good right about now. Europe is open. They're doing business because they got ahead of this. And, you know, you've got several countries in Europe that are doing, that have fans coming to soccer games and stuff. You could relaunch something similar to the World League and grab up all these college kids that aren't going to get to play this year, and you'd have some damn good football. And yeah, I agree with that. that. I mean, you I would watch anything so, right now. There's yeah. marble racing right now that's got millions of viewers. <laughs> but let me ask you this: so, let's say you're a kid going to Clemson, are you willing to take that kind of pay cut? Well, and you know, and that's the thing: can you take twenty five? But if you're if you're some of these guys that were going into your last year, and you've already seen that they're not going to restore years for players, because we saw it with the players that got that lost their seasons at the beginning of the coronavirus. So why not? At this point, you've gotten what you've paid. I mean. I was referring to the pay cut they take for being a Clemson athlete. You know, they get right, those, kid, know those kids get paid well. He thinks he's funny. Keep going, Troy. But they're, they're already going to be juniors and seniors that are going to be leaving. So they've already gotten their pay. So right. they're already out the door. They've already gotten that money, and now they can get more yeah. to go over to Europe and live for nine months and be the big man in town, have all those European ladies, and then – you know, play for a year or two, and then come back over and still get all the NFL money. My God, they, they, they can. I don't know they, if we'll have anything like that happen. They could literally hoard up all the hot pit hair on those women. <laughs> all the hot I pit mean, hair. I mean, it'd be some of teach their so, own. Have they have they released all the details on Mahomes' contract? Because what I heard was the last four years are tied to the cap, so it it actually grows. Too. His salary is actually bigger than it says because it's actually going to grow if the cap grows. Smart move, in my opinion. I mean, you make you make the man happy. 
So I, I like it. Yeah. I, I don't listen. I'm teams can get too conscious about money, and, and then you see players jettison and go other places. Like I, I hope it is tied to the cap. I mean, there needs to be. But just we, a new system. If we look at the players that take up, like I believe the the biggest uh, portions of their cap, um, recent contracts that are young, like the Jared Goffs. Um, oh, who's the other one I talked about? Well, the other well, Big Ben's number four. Yeah, but Jared Goff takes like fifteen percent of the cap. Andrew Luck took up fifteen percent of the cap. You know, Mahomes as the cap grows, if it's still fifteen percent, like that's a steal. Yeah. Now, if he yeah. starts bumping into that 22%, 25%, you start getting in situations where you're like, all right, we can't build a team around you, bud. we got to figure something out. Right. And I'm sure but there's if he's always 20% of the cap, if he's always 20% of the cap, then you know that you have you have the best quarterback, or even as, as he gets older, he'll be one of the best quarterbacks in football. I mean, if he was, so was, say like Drew Brees, if Drew Brees was tied to your cap and he was 18 to 20%, Every year of his career, his entire career, would you really be real upset about that? No. Even at what it is today, I mean, think about it. You're getting him as a discount now, and you pay him twenty percent essentially until he retires. He's the face of the, the NFL. He's the face of your franchise. He has brought so many butts in the seats, and I know because I used to live in KC, and they were talking to him about a contract extension his rookie year. It was never expected that Patrick Mahomes would leave Kansas City. That was it was like that he was going to be there forever. And him and Reed had something working from day one that they wanted him to be there a long time. And then just winning the Super Bowl just made it gravy because now neither of them are going anywhere anytime soon because Kansas City doesn't run their managers out of town. If you're if you followed their sports at all, you know that you know. Look at how bad Ned Yost was for years around the around the World Series visits and the World Series win, of course. But he was awful, and he never got canned. And and the Chiefs don't can their coaches very fast either. It's going to take a lot for Reed to get ran out of town at this point. I mean, they're already working on his statue, probably. Well, they should be. Yeah, and you you've got that pairing. Like I guarantee, Mahomes is going to go to bat for him no matter what happens in KC. Mahomes isn't going to turn on Reed. That's never going to happen. And when you have the unity on the team, you have the unity on the team. I mean, it's not Adam Gase; it's Andy Reed. So, so if, correct me. I mean, this could be. Go ahead. This could be Brady Belichick, but they like each other. Right. You know, I mean, can you imagine how good those two were and if they liked each other, how much better they could have been? Yeah. Well, the the irony of it is uh, Brady and Belichick were like almost the opposite. Bra- Belichick it was the defensive guy, and he was just teaching Brady defenses, more or less, to whereas Andy Reid is arguably the greatest quarterback coach of all time. You know, he's at least in the conversation. And he didn't even have to really – teach him that much because just the other day Patty Mahomes said he didn't even learn how to read a defense till halfway through his breakout 2018 season so craziness absolute craziness the real question will be the real question will be how much does the OC matter in Kansas City how much does the enemy matter because that guy gave me nightmares growing up because he played for the Buffs and I'm a Husker fan and he gave me nightmares growing up and now he's the best thing that's happened to Kansas City and when he leaves, because he should have this year, he should have gotten a job as a head coach somewhere this year. But that's I, another story for another day. Did he not stay on his own but accord, I, though? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think there, he turned two some, jobs down. Yeah, I didn't take it that way. I took it that he wasn't offered fair to what other coaches of that weren't black gotcha. were offered. Is the way I took what I'd heard some rumors. Now, if that's true or not, who knows? 
But we know that the NFL is the old boy, the good old boys club, and so it very well could be true. I hope it's not, but it, you know, whatever. But I think after, I think this year he will be gone because I just think he, if they have another year like last year, he's going to be way too hot for somebody not to hire. Oh yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I was shocked that he wasn't offered whatever job he wanted this year. Yeah. I now, agree. some of it was also there was coaches being signed, if I'm not mistaken, before the Super Bowl. So that kind of eliminates him. You're not going to pull out at that point. Um, we, we actually, I don't know how, how often you listen, but I know me and Barker had discussed um, the possibility of him just being the coach in uh, KC in three or four years, depending on if they won two or three more titles, and Andy Reid finally walking away as, as he deserves. And in my opinion, he's one of the better coaches that we've ever seen. He just hasn't had it all come together in his, in his career up till this point. Yeah, well, and it takes a lot. I mean, it takes a lot. There's there's more. You can't simply be Belichick. I I mean, I know that a lot of people like to hinge the whole Brady Belichick thing on one or the other, but they they needed each other to do what they did, in my opinion. I I truly don't believe. I I don't even believe Cam Newton. I love Cam. I, I think it's a great fit, but I don't think that the success is going to match, even if Cam's there for the next. You know, let's let's call it seven years. I I I think they'd be lucky to win one title in seven years with Cam. I, just, it was just it's a it's a match made in heaven. Reed Mahomes, same thing. Which granted, I think Mahomes would be successful no matter who was the coach almost. But Andy Reed being the coach just makes him that much more successful. And I listen every week on the podcast for like a year and a half now. Oh, and thank you. We love you for it. Pretty much as long as um, as long as Mike's at his show, I've been listening to you guys because that's who's Mike. Um, that's how I found uh, <laughs> you. Talking about that, are you talking about that Dynasty Fast Forward yes, show? Uh, we we don't even know. We don't know <laughs> no. that. We don't know oh, that guy. Bauer. He's a chump. Uh, I love Bauer. Yeah, uh, we Michael do. Bauer. We do. Yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 the Cowboys fan. Um, kind of hit school. <laughs> Cowboys fan Bauer. Yep. Well, he's going to stab us all. Yeah, and so. He's the one that turned me on to your show, and I've been a, a big fan ever since. And yeah. so I always try to interact with you guys and stuff. But anyways, I'll get out of your hair. I just no, uh, we, yeah, I we, just heard you mention the thing about the XFL, so I had to weigh in on that because I've been thinking about that driving home. No, we, I was like, man, if there was somebody that could grab an European league right now, it would make so much money on American TV. A hundred percent. I mean, no doubt. Pay per view. It. You know what I mean? As <laughs> far as that goes, they they yep. would make bank. And Troy, we appreciate it. And and would you say it's not cap capology anymore, right? So, so Capology is on an unknown hiatus. I got to get with Jason. I want to get that show back, but I'm still doing. I'm doing my own show, which is Drafting Late at Drafting Late, and then I'm on Twitter at Voice and Flag. And I think Drafting um, Drafting Late's I, gotten off to a good start. Am I correct? Yeah, it, can, it needs to get a little momentum, but it's a good show. It's, it's, I've had some good. I've had some good guests, and we're going to get going. It's just hard because I, I'm very fortunate to still be employed. But I'm as busy as ever, and I don't work in the house or around a computer. I spend most of my day in a van, so Dude, we it's a little harder to put together a podcast in your van. So that that um, is absolutely. So I, I have a truth. lot of respect for people like you that can do it every week because hey. I that's where I'm trying to get to, and it's hard on your own. So it, I'm just going to be 100 percent straight up with you. If we didn't have Barker, there would be no back row. Well, it's it it is hard, and if I didn't have a desk job, it would be even harder. So thank god for the desk job if if i had any other job it, it would be extremely difficult because as you know troy it is it is not as simple as just getting on a mic and and just you know it being right. done there's a lot to it so you know that that's that's why we love doing this thing that we're doing because guys like bauer guys like matt bruning guys like you 
guys, you know, there's so many guys, the community is just awesome. And like, we've known you as part of that community, just as long as we've been in it for the most part, like you said, year and a half, like I knew capology was around cause it was on the, uh, what is it? The same network as dynasty HQ. And I followed all those shows. So, you know, you listen to us, we listen to you. That's the community of the, of the fantasy podcast realm. And we appreciate it and hope to talk to you again on the next show. I'm sure we'll talk again. Have a good day. Bye. Thanks joy, man. I want that extended warranty too. Don't forget. <laughs> all right so cam we were talking about cam troy's a great dude just real quick one other thing i'd like to point out um and this is from uh, andrew brant and t- tweeted in 2001 i gave brett Favre a 10-year deal averaging 11.25 when the cap was 60 mil which is 18.7 percent of the cap today patrick Mahomes did a 12-year deal averaging 37 and a half mil when the cap is 200 mil, it's the exact same percentage Brett Favre got back in 2001. Mm. So it's not unrealistic. Um, I, I don't think at any point you could say that the uh, the Packers were a shit show because they had Brett Favre and couldn't sign anything. So I, it, all in all, we're looking at, at this point in his career, the most impressive young quarterback we've ever seen. Arguments at all? No. No. None. There's only, There's been zero people say that Mahomes deals bad. Yeah, I've seen. I'm saying that. Okay. So, yeah, and and that is amazing. Right. That you don't see anyone uh, shitting on that deal. Yeah, I mean, because every there's always someone that shits on a deal. The, the, only, pers- the only person someone. that's mad about well, no, they're not even mad about the deal either. The only person mad about the deal is Dak Prescott. No, because he, he ain't gonna beat it. No, well, no, he no, he's, he's not mad either because he's gonna get more money because of it. Yeah, probably. He's happy. Lamb Jack's happy. So. Not more money than Mahomes, but more money than he was probably gonna right. get before this then deal. At least a little bit. Yeah. Well. You know, he had we, a good last year. we came around a no, little bit. So yeah. let's see if if he signs a mega deal before the season. I'm going to be a little skeptic, but if he comes out hot, I'm not going to be skeptic. I'll just I'll just fold my cards and say, yeah, Dak's pretty good. Yep. Anyways, Cam, real quick, Cam Newton signs for Patriots for, for, for two. He signs a day the anti Mahomes deal, and. That's <laughs> former NFL MVP. That's just as good a deal as Mahomes, in my opinion. Like you've got a team without Brady, they've got a chance to create a new identity with Cam Newton, who is absolutely on fire as far as like chip on his shoulder goes. He's pissed off at the world, and if there's a healthy pissed Cam on the field, I'm a little bit afraid to be in the AFC East because while I don't think they're going to put it all together in the same way as the Patriots dynasty did. They're not going to be a bad team. I agree. I mean, I, I'm pretty confident they still win the East. I mean, no. well, it's possible. The, the Bills are still there. Yeah, Bills are, are, are solid. Anything it's going to be. Cl- I'll put it this way: it's going to be close. It'll be within a game. All right. I don't. I'm. I'm one of the biggest Cam haters you ever see. Yes, you. We are. all know it. But I love Belichick. Belichick's a, a genius, and I hate the Patriots. You know that, but. Once again, I respect Bill Belichick, and he's going to get the best Cam Newton that is available. He will do everything he can. Now, I don't think we're going to see goal line Cam anymore. I, I think I, I think we will. I think that it's go- – well, let me phrase that. I think it won't be utilized the way it was in Carolina. Okay, put it this way. They can run the guts out of Cam okay. with no remorse. On goal line, okay. Brady is the goal line Brady, okay. Yeah, they're, yeah. So we're going to see goal line Cam. I agree. I'm just saying I, I don't expect 10 to 12 touchdowns a year out of Cam. Two or three from the one. You know, we're not I'm not I'm just not expecting huge numbers. Now, I do think there's going to be a negative impact on Sony Michelle. Um because most of his damage is done inside the five. 
but I don't know how big of an impact. I just feel like th- there's value in Cam in Bill Belichick's mind, and he doesn't want to hurt the guy. The thing is, I'm actually really scared about the situation because I, I really don't think he's even going to get a chance to take the starting job quickly. You you don't think Cam will I, take the job? I feel like quickly? they hand they've already handed him the keys and they're it's, just waiting on him to start not, the damn it's car. A, it's I don't, I don't you know, I want it to be true. Of course, I want him to come in there and save the day, but I don't I don't see it. Stidham knows already knows what's going on there. He can be quickly you know adapted to it. We still got to learn everything. He and, doesn't know what's going on yet. And he can also say, "I understand this. I understand everything." And if Cam falters, I can step in. And at the very least. Is, what a quarterback room they got. I mean, I, I don't think Stidham's the next coming, but like you've got someone capable in there, whether it's whether Stidham's the real deal or whether Cam steps in after a Stidham injury, like I trust him way more than Brian Hoyer. And Hoy- yeah. and Hoyer's Whoa. not and Hoyer's probably gonna get well, cut. I, but, I have Hoyer on one of my fantasy teams. Well, I mean yeah. Hoyer's not gonna get cut, but even Hoyer on the Patriots is more valuable than Hoyer anywhere else. Right. So, most quarterbacks on the Patriots have more value than they do anywhere else. That's not necessarily true. I said most. Okay. <laughs> Give me an example, though. I mean, Jacoby Brissett had a moment or two, but I mean, he didn't. I feel it, like he, he was didn't better with the Patriots though than he was. With I don't. The Colts. I, I think it was even. I he, think it was a wash. Yeah, yeah, he was pretty solid the Colts before he got hurt. Yeah, he was like four and zero with the Patriots. Yeah, I mean, but he didn't. It, it's the Patriots. I mean, I, I they didn't really need him to do that. That's what I'm saying. He was okay. He was better with the Patriots. That's my point. He's better with the Patriots. I think he's. I think he would been honestly. I'd even maybe give him an extra point with the Colts than I did the Patriots. I mean, he didn't. He didn't go in there and Matt Castle it. No, no, he wasn't a ten and six superstar. Right. He played his way into it and make and make a contract that disappointed everybody. Hmm. Yeah. So basically, what we're saying is the Chiefs they signed Matt Castle at one point. <laughs> And they totally redeemed themselves with Easy, Patrick buddy. Mahomes. Anyhow. Yeah, they totally did. So, Mahomes deal, good deal. I didn't think it's a good deal by all. I, I think we, everyone can pretty much agree on that. So Now, I will say, real quick, Neil, any takes you got, spit them. Because I've already seen Twitter on fire that Neil's back on the back row. Mostly it's just Dan from Australia. <laughs> right. But, but I, still, he's pretty pumped. So, don't let him down. Don't disappoint him. Yeah. He says, yeah. There I, you go, Dan. I got to be prodded, you know what I mean? That's true. I can't, I, hey, I can't just brew up this. Straight from the horse's mouth, Dan. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. What can we do to get Neil on fire? Should we play some Fallout Boy real quick before nah. we go to our next uh, segment? Man, it's his favorite band, so yeah. It, our, our, uh, our podcast will get taken off the air the way Eric Church had it taken off YouTube. <laughs> Yeah, thanks a lot, Eric Church. We do a reaction to your video. And it was and good. It was positive. Everyone's like, yeah, it's pretty good. And yeah. copyright. Yes, he actually reacted to Eric Church. It. Yeah. It's a brand new song. I mean, Arms does get a say every once in a while. It's one of the biggest stars in country right now. We we try to diversify Pop here. Country. Yeah, okay. That's different. That's a different story. Do you listen to any country? Now now Neil's gonna get woke. I listen to country. Just, I don't listen to uh, arena rock. Who? who do you listen to in country? I, I like Hank. I like I John Anderson. Great. Since 1992, have you listened to any country music? I mean, Door Straits, stuff like that. Since 1992. I don't want to listen to Florida Georgia Line, which is BS. I'm just, I'm just, asking, you, I'm just asking you a question, so you don't listen to anything. I have. I have listened to anything Not that by is, choice, I've that heard is like modernish. So, do you, do you even know who Eric Church is? I'm Floyd where he's the chief, and he sucks. <laughs> You're a terrible person in a lot. I'm sorry. No, Neil's the most I, I, entertaining I, I, I person. Knew, did I not just know the man's nickname? Oh, God, that's great. What's his nickname? The Chief. Oh, my it's God. He's so fucking cool, isn't he? <laughs> He's a hell of an artist. If you like him, that's cool. I ain't judging. 
You like are judging, though. You're a judgy little bitch. No, 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 no. He's just giving his take on him. You're saying, I didn't know. I'm playing where I are these people? I just asked you. And I, I, t- I, I said, do you listen to country? Not my if, choice. If, so that's not your forte. It's not your It's not your it's music. On, it's one around me, and I, will not, I don't want to be around it's, me. But, so, it is. but it's not your choice of music anyway. It's definitely not. So, John Anderson, if John, if you have a choice between Mushroom Head or whatever the hell you listen to, John Anderson, or you listen to John Anderson, <laughs> the answer is no. You're a liar. I like John Anderson. I actually have John Anderson vinyls. I don't have any Mushroom Head vinyls. Because so, you just can't understand how good it sounds to hear the crackle vinyl. Shut up, Neil. Chad's over here, boys. I can't help it. <laughs> All right. Are we ready to start hey, happy talking? Happy Dan. There you go. Uh, you missed out on the last episode. Me and Peach over there on the couch, we were talking about the worst band names on the planet. Uncle Cracker was in there. Food hey. Fighters, unfortunately. What? Uncle Cracker what? 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 What, Chief? What? No, I'm just kidding. Uncle Cracker. Christ. He had like a song. Two songs. No, yeah, yeah, he had a couple songs, but they weren't any good. <laughs> well, I mean, one of them was about like, hey, you should cheat on your husband with me. I'm Uncle Cracker. Nice message, Uncle Cracker. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I uh, I decided my name was going to be Cousin Saltine, and I'm going to start a music act. I like where your head's at. Mm-hmm. I like where your head's at. My mushroom head. So, didn't know she had the kung, kung fu grip. Right. Yep. Anyhow. Yep. 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 All right. Who? Who's? Uh, are we going backwards? Or are we going forwards? Oh, we got to go backwards. Okay. So number ten, bring the heat. Arms. Who? Twenty twenty running back. <laughs> our top ten. The COVID ten. This is the COVID ten. So for me, it's going to be Josh Jacobs. I know that. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. It's tenth, guys. It did, I didn't give him <laughs> Imagine first. Imagine that. Jesus Christ, I can't. I can't say. Oh my God, a Raiders running back's going to be okay. Wait, 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 wait. Is nine DeAndre Washington? Yes, <laughs> obviously. DeAndre Washington. So um, missed three games. Ended up with eleven hundred fifty yards, seven touchdowns. Uh, adds a little bit in the air, not a ton. Uh, Twenty catches for one hundred sixty-six. Although I do think that's probably about his cap with the additional Lynn Bowden as far as the air game. Um, I think Jacobs probably. Finishes uh, realistically similar numbers, maybe twelve hundred and fifty yards. Uh, might bump into the nine to ten touchdown range. I don't expect a whole heck of a lot more than he did last year, though. Okay, are you gonna be mad? Go ahead. He's on my list. Great. <laughs> <laughs> he's eleventh. Uh, he is close. He Come is, on, he give, give, close. give it to us, Neil. Be close. He's good. Give it to us, Neil. It's, I wasn't a big Josh Jacobs fan coming into the season, though. So right, I saw. I just don't personally don't like him enough because, as a pure runner, I love him to death. But as far as fantasy goes, I don't think he cracks the top ten. That's just me. I mean, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. I, I've never been known to be wrong. But either way. <laughs> he knows everything, just like me and you, Peach. Check out the new podcast, Bark and Peach Know Everything. Cheap plug. I'm always right, even when I'm wrong. Coming soon. Shameless. Okay. Either way, my number ten is Austin Eckler. Is he on your list? Never heard of yeah. Man's only, only going to get better. State your case. Same, I agree. same offense. He had 92 receptions last year. It's going to continue. And we'll have a better quarterback that's going to roll out even. Who? A better quarterback than Phillip Rivers? Who? Okay. We're talking about statuesque guys like Rivers, okay? And you're, Herbert, and you're Herbert talking a about. Bit better. Okay. Tyler Taylor's a digging ducker. Is it actually. Is it going to be Herbert, though? I, I'm not worried about that. Tyrod Taylor's still going to be a dinker and dunker. And still a, Tyrod that, Taylor, okay, Taylor? No, 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 no. It's no. a I'm, trash can. I'm with him on the dinker, dink and dunk. But I just don't know if he can sustain drives long enough to get Eckler lose numbers. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Anyhow, and what else? I mean, when you don't have any threat of throwing the ball down the field, sure, yeah. Let's okay. Get, and continue. Go ahead, please. Austin Eckler. You get really salty when you're wrong. You, you were know saying. That? You were saying Austin Eckler. 
He's been one of the best receivers at the running back position in the league. You're right. And not much has changed. And he is a number one there. You're right. Same offense. Arguably better quarterback for like his this style of offense is gonna be able to roll out and dump it off to him. Okay. Instead of a statue that can't move out of the pocket to dump it off to a receiving running back. It's something that your guy does not do by by chance is not catch the ball at number ten, right? Did Jacobs catch the ball very much? No. I, I, oh, we, boy. I pointed out. My God, it's a bug number 10. I, I, I pointed this out. out. I pointed this out. 90 points and catches. God, I don't want 90 points so, and catches, so, man. So what you're telling me is you expect him to repeat his 92 fucking receptions. The, the year before, he is on the up and up with the catches. With Melvin yeah, th- Gordon 30, Leachin. 39. Okay. Well, that's with Melvin Gordon Thir- Leachin. Thir- we have no Melvin Gordon there. He's literally A number one and a bunch of, like, this cardboard cutouts behind him. And a familiar offense... Because there's not going to be any other running backs you come in. You missed this. You cannot deny it. No, but, okay, on a shortened preseason, there's not going to be another running back come in with enough you know, know-how to, to take any more of these um, looks he's going to be getting. Okay. I'm just saying 92 is almost three times what he's caught in his career. Man, I didn't know people can't improve. I, Man, people I, can't I'm, improve. I'm sorry. I'm just... All, that's all I'm saying. 92 is it's, it's pretty drastic jump. For us to expect him to do what he did last year is, a little, is a little bit of a reach. Consistently. Consistently with the quarterback who could push the ball down the field. And Herbert can if he gets the opportunity. Herbert is a rookie that I'm definitely not high on. I don't care if it even – but either way, if it's Tyrod Taylor or someone – If it was Ryan Leaf, are you going to be super pumped on Austin Eckler? Because Justin Herbert is the second coming of Ryan fucking Leaf. Okay, then That's then, a little harsh. Okay. Br- Bruning, where are you? <laughs> Bruning, where are you? It's a little harsh. Are you ready I Denver? like Herbert. I, I think Herbert's going to be a solid. I don't. Player. I, I personally like Herbert. I'm just. Saying. I think Herbert's. Gonna I don't be bad. love him. I just I think, think he's going to be, be a right. solid pro. I think that he's going to be the detriment of Austin Eckler. If Philip Rivers there would be, I would actually. I'd probably have him in my top like six, or approaching it. But I don't. Okay. You know, I'm serious. Heart attack. Like I, I do like Eckler. I just don't like what he has around him right now. Well, are you guys ready to rip me to shreds? Absolutely. Austin Eckler. Well, that's exciting. Okay. You guys are ready to rip He's me like, to shreds. He's like, Kyler Murray! Shut up. Bart. No, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake's I my number about, 10 running back. It. Listen, I love Kyler Murray so much, so, so much, that I and I, and I love and believe in this Arizona offense, and I think... Kenyon Drake is the perfect fit for that offense. He already showed that he can be a top 10 running back at the end of last year, and now it's his job. This is his job. He's going to be the guy that when Kyler Murray can't find Hopkins open deep or shallow, maybe he gets double covered. Maybe those other wide receivers don't step up. Maybe Larry Fitzgerald declines. Kenyon Drake's there to bail them all out, and that kid is electric with the ball in his hands. Kenyon Drake, he's not only going to get over 225 carries, he's going to get 70-plus receptions. That's going to be a fucking lock for top 10 production in an offense that I predict is going to take one hell of a leap. I I love Kenyon Drake. Yeah, I was really close to putting him there. It's debatable. Listen, I don't actually hate Jacobs. Jacobs shown as a rookie that he's a very good running back and he's going to get even better in year two. Theoretically, he should take the leap. Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler, they all deserve to be in consideration for the 10. I think we have a nice wide uh, spectrum there on on our top 10, and they're not the same, which is always good for the show. From week 9 to week 17, Kenyon Drake is the number four running back. 
right. in total fantasy production. Not points per game, but total fantasy production. I don't hate it. I don't have him there, but I don't hate it. Um, I, I personally think that the, the West sort of figures him out a little bit, and Kenyon Drake reverts a little bit to the mean of what Kenyon Drake has been, but I don't think he's ever Miami Kenyon Drake again. No, he's but not Miami he's, he, he is just better than that. Adam Gase just um, wrongfully abused that man's talent. As he has with literally every player in his career. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but I don't have him there. But I don't hate the I don't hate thought and I I, I don't hate Eckler at, at ten I just no I don't either Eckler and Drake are kind of like similar I'm in, also in this I mean, situation. plus I'm excited about Drake the fact that he's actually going to have like a lot more time to understand the system too yeah he walked right in and tore right. it up last year I mean I mean the offense was not Miami's offense Miami's offense was the opposite of what Arizona was doing so Drake, we score points here yeah well, <laughs> holy shit they give me the ball here and trust me to actually use my God given abilities. <laughs> What is this land? Is this heaven? No, it's Arizona. It's like, wait, wait, wait. We're not giving the ball to, like, the grocery boy? No. Nope, nope. nope. All right, the nope. extra talent running back. Okay. And, I mean, you talked about him a lot during the, you know, the coming into the season. You're like, he's better than that. He's better than that. He's better than that. And then it's just. He's better than Caleb Ballard. Then it's like, nobody, eh, is no, he, though? Nobody wanted to believe me. Everybody is wanted to jump on the, uh, what what was it, the Alex Jones, Alex Collins train, I think. We were talking about Alex Collins. Maybe it wasn't Collins. We were talking about a Baltimore running back versus Drake with the ball blast girls. I don't know. Ken Dixon, maybe? It might have been. Something like that. Anyways, number nine. Who we got at nine, Arms? I, I, I probably have him dangerously low, but Dalvin Cook. I mean, for, I from someone, don't know if that's dangerously low. For someone who was, what, not running back 1-1 through, like, week three? Yeah, he's not. He, that spot's not going to be held. Yeah. So. Um, he starts started incredibly strong. Kind of faded down the stretch, which was the opposite of what he did the year before. Started weak, finished strong. Um, I, man, I mean, I I feel like he's a twelve hundred yard back. I feel like he's a ten touchdown back. I just feel like you know the thirteen he got last year might be a little bit high. But you know, his production started changing once they started opening up Kirk Cousins, which is exactly the opposite of what he did the previous year, right? And so, th- and like, there's got to be a middle ground, right? I mean, I, I of course have him have him on my list somewhere down the line here. But like one of the big things is is the fancy left, and he's all about the run, so that may also change. But I just feel okay. So, head coach Zimmer, right? Right. All right. He's still the one who's saying this. We need to do this, or we need to do that. Right. We're gonna. We need to run more. We need to pass more. It's ultimately his team, and he, so far he's been. I'm passing all the time, but we got to run, and then it switches halfway through season or you know week ten or whatever. And this past year, I was like, we're going to run the damn ball every time. Then like week nine, it switches the other direction. Give the guy an average workload; he's going to be fine. You've got talented receivers. You got a talented quarterback. I think that I, I I'm comfortable with him at nine. Um. I'm probably, once again, I'm probably embarrassingly low on him, though. I wouldn't say. I, I seriously don't think embarrassingly. He's the lowest person I have that could finish in the top four. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't hate it. I, I don't hate it because I've got him similarly low. But, but Neil, who you got at nine? Mine's way worse than yours, Arms. I have Kamara at nine. Mm, you can have right off. Listen, All there's right. a lot of good running backs in the top ten. So, right. again... Not not going to hate on that, but state your case. Well, Breeze is obviously slowing down. As far as the – I mean, he's only got 797 yards. Yes, he's got 81 catches. You want to keep saying he's going to repeat the the catch numbers? Do you think he's going to? I mean, he's done it three seasons in a row. 
I'm just not big on him this year. I don't have a lot of reasons behind it. As as far as I, I don't, don't like him because I don't like his hair or something. No, that's not that at all. It, but as a comparison to other people I have ahead of him, I would rather have his eight ahead of him. That's, that's why I have him. That's at fair all. enough, and we'll find out who they are as well. Yeah, so. well, I I'll go into it later as to why right. I have him higher. You you all knew I had him higher. I mean, well, yeah, I've got an engagement ring on his finger for the love of God. I mean. I, I'm not saying he's bad by any means. I'd love to have him on, t- have him on my team. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying I like these eight guys better than him. Okay. It's okay to be wrong. Don't hate it. All right, nine for me. I This is very, this is very reluctant because I don't 100% believe in the system, but I believe in the talent. So Miles Sanders would be my number nine. This is another guy. In that Kenyon Drake mold that can do a little bit of everything, who saw some success the second half of the season once they trusted in him. Jordan Howard is gone. They haven't really brought anyone in unless my COVID mind has made me forget someone. Have the Eagles brought in anybody so far? Nobody that matters. Nobody that matters that could that Car- could even Carlos Hyde? No, he's a he's a Seahawk. Okay. Yeah, nobody that could challenge Miles Sanders for supremacy in the top 10. I mean, he had a pretty good season as a rookie. Deshaun Jackson, we don't know what's going to happen there, but we already know that that team is still kind of devoid of wide receivers. It's Jalen Rager, maybe a little Alshon Jeffrey. Deshaun was part of the equation as far as deep threat. But if Deshaun's out, you're going to see Miles Sanders catch more and more passes over the middle than just about any running back in the league, in my opinion. So I think Miles Sanders, you factor in the catches that he's definitely going to get. He showed deep skills last year as well. Miles Sanders can do everything. Now it's just up to the Philadelphia Eagles to trust in Miles Sanders and put him in a position to let him help them win games. I love Miles Sanders. I'm just weary about the Eagles, but I still love Miles' talent enough to slap him in at number do you have any input on Miles Sanders? I like him. It's not he's not a top ten guy. For okay, me. I've got him at eight, so I'll kind of continue down the, the path of Miles okay. Sanders. Okay. So, um, the game against Packers week four, he had eleven touches, seventy two yards, eleven touches, no receptions. All right. Um, moving forward against the Bills week eight, he had three carries, seventy four yards and a touchdown, three more receptions for forty four yards. The guy is an afterthought in this offense at that point, right? They're just they're just tossing him out there. So he starts earning more and more. So uh, week uh, nine, 10 carries, 42 yards, nothing great. But it's against a solid, and you know, at the time, a solid Bears defense. The Patriots, which were one of the best defenses in the league, 11 for 38, that's rough. Seahawks, 12 for 63, then 17 for 83, 45 yards, 122, 79, 52, like he ended up, he picked up well at the end of the year. He was adding receptions. He was uh, getting in the end zone. He finished with a, a measly three touchdowns in the air, three touchdowns on the ground. He still had 818 yards. And guys, over half the season, this guy's nothing more than a backup. I think Sanders could act, absolutely have a monster year. You were talking about Deshaun Jackson. All right, Rager's there. All right, so you got two deep threats. You still got Alshon in theory, right? We don't know what Alshon's health looks like from any given week. You got two tight ends that have you have to account for them with your linebackers. Who covers Miles Sanders? Just answer me that. Who covers Miles Sanders consistently? Because if you're going to cover both those stud tight ends, both of the deep threat guys and Alshon Jeffrey, Miles Sanders is going to catch a hell of a lot of footballs, and he's going to score a ton of fantasy points. I could easily see him sneaking into the top five. 
I could see it happening. I'm not confident in it. That's why I have him at eight. No, I, I think it's possible too. I'm not. I'm not against that take at all. Just a, at a snapshot, just you know, week uh, eleven. So after their bye, week eleven to seventeen, he was running back eight in uh, full point PPR. Yeah, he, he absolutely has the ability to move into the top five. I just the the Eagles part is what's holding me back from putting him there. Neil, who you got at eight? I have Zeke Elliott at number eight. <clears throat> I don't hate that a bit. I really I, don't. It's going to hurt arms here. Man. Oh, my God. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Okay, for one, the offensive line is garbage. It just keeps getting worse and worse. So they went from, like, first to, like, fifth, and they're, like, what, tenth? And they've so lost, the top they, third? They've lost their center. Their left tackles, they shove themselves. So, yes, they're going downhill, Armsy. Don't hate it. And also you got Dak just slinging the ball for over 5,000 yards. They're getting away from that. And Elliott exactly wasn't himself last year either. At 1,357 yards, 12 touchdowns on the ground. I'm not saying it's bad. He's good. We got, we got 10 guys here in fantasy, okay? Top 10 players in fantasy. I'm, just, I'm literally I'm just, not saying I'm he's just bad. Tell, I'm just telling you a statistic, You know sir. something? I can read stats off, too. I mean, I, it's not hard to do. <laughs> it's just, I'm mean, just wondering how he's, you know, seven. Stop being Homer, okay? I, first of all, I, or, I haven't been eight. eight. Not, eight. Even, I'm sorry, not even I'm sorry, seven. Not even seven. Wouldn't go, God forbid I gave him that damn respect. Okay. For one, if um, Dak's trash, by the way, I don't like Dak. But but if Dak hasn't got the contract, okay, I can see even more singing of the ball, getting away from the run game. What's the lowest Zeke's ever finished as a running back? Curious. It's at like six. Seriously, has he ever finished lower than six? Okay, if he say if he finishes sixth, why is he going to get better now? Worst offensive line. Well, it. In 2019, he finished his overall points third behind Aaron Jones and Christian McCaffrey. And Aaron Jones had a flukish 16 touchdown season, beating by two points. Um, 2018, he finished fifth behind McCaffrey, Saquon, Gurley, and Kamara, which is a pretty. And then it was a gap between him and James Conner. my fantasy won't let me go back before that, but I, <laughs> I know that he had some monstrous years prior to that. I mean, his rookie year was phenomenal. <laughs> uh, 17 was the year that he was suspended he missed, he for missed, he missed six games, games yeah. I believe it was. Still has 983 yards, seven touchdowns on the ground, adding two in the air. In his rookie year, 1,631 yards, 15 touchdowns. Under, I believe he was a top three when, guy that year. All I'm saying is to drop him to eighth is a little bit disrespectful for a guy who or are you just is, being a homer is, it, we're talking about a guy with the full season never finished below fifth and we're also never. talking about a, de- a declining defense and we're also I mean, talking I mean, offensive line. But are we also talking about a team that had offensive weapons well that's the arguably the best receiver in the class you're shooting, you're shooting yourself in the foot arms I'm saying the first few seasons he was there they had fucking nothing okay they literally had nothing and Dak, oh, he, he couldn't throw the ball. All he did was run the ball. Oh, constantly. okay. So, so they knew the ball was coming. So, how many people were in the box, Neil? It, it was the best offensive line in the freaking league. There's arm. still eight guys in the box. Five people can't block eight people. Whenever you can't put five in the box anymore, guess what? Feed Zeke. Feed me more. The guy's going to have 1,500 yards this year. And, and what happened? What was his average this year? Jesus Christ, I don't have yards per freaking carry. Hey, the show's not that long. Let's let's get off this Zeke train Jeez. real quick. We'll get more Zeke because you're going to have him higher. I'm not. So I'm going to go eight. Someone that is just forgotten. 
I don't care that he switched teams. I think the switching of the teams is going to help him. Melvin Gordon is my number eight. Four point five yards carry. What a trash can! Holy Neil. crap! What a trash can! Came average five five a carry. Most players don't. <laughs> hey, Lame Jack does. There's like <laughs> there's like two players that have a five yards per carry average in their career. They're in the Hall of Fame, Neil. And Zeke won't get there. Good God. Just scream into the mic, why don't you? Oh we just God. turned into the band Ginger. Alright, feed me Migo. Migo, Melvin Gordon, Denver Broncos. The offense is going to be better than the offense <laughs> in Los Angeles was for the Chargers. You really want to for say the San past Diego handful so of years, I really did want to say San Diego. But listen, Melvin Gordon was brought there to be the bell cow. He's a receiving back. He's going to have more running room with Denver than he did with the Chargers. The Chargers had a crap-ass offensive line last year. They still have a crap-ass line. Denver's line is going to be better. Denver's quarterback is going to be better. Denver's wide receivers are going to be better. Melvin Gordon's going to take advantage and still be a top 10 guy. I cannot leave him out of the top 10. And I will say that goes as a detriment to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is who got left out of this conversation for me because I believe Kareem Hunt is a very good back and two is too many on a team that hasn't won for years. So Nick Chubb, as much as I love him, would have been my 11. Migo goes from the 11 to 8 for me the more I analyze these, this top 10. So Chubb, I love you, but Melvin Gordon has the passing game chops and the running game chops, and Philip Lindsay is going to be an afterthought. Nick Chubb has those chops, but Kareem Hunt's going to cap him a little bit. So Melvin Gordon, I think, on the Denver Broncos team is going to be much more successful than last year on the Chargers. I 100% agree with you. Thank you. I'll get into get into a little more depth later just with a little bit of stats, but I couldn't agree more. Yourself? I don't have him in the top Of course 10. you don't. You like being wrong. Listen, most most <laughs> folks don't have him in the top ten, so I, I feel like it's going out on a small limb with me going that one. I mean, to be fair, I, I, I would like to have him over, say, like Chris Carson a lot, and, and I love Chris Carson. And Austin Eckler, yep. yeah, yeah. If you if oh, you put Chris Carson in your top ten, I I will literally ask you to leave. No, he's not. Dude, thank you. I'm but he's going, he's going to finish top ten. We all know that, right? No, it's going to be so aggravating because he's going to do it like, again. They have like 15 people there too, so I don't know how it's going to happen. He's, he's going to. They're mm. going to give him 27 carries a game. No. It's going to be aggravating. I don't have him in my top ten, but it's not going to happen. Seven. Arms, seven. Derrick Henry. Ooh. I mean, Kang Henry, man. I mean, back-to-back seasons, over 1,000 yards. Back-to-back seasons, over 12 touchdowns. Uh, in 2018, he had 11, or 1,059 and 12. 2019, 15, 39, and 15. Do I expect him to have 1,500 yards? 15 t- or, excuse me, I'm sorry. He had 16 touchdowns on the ground. Another two in the air. But do I expect him to have 18 touchdowns again? No. But I think that 13 is more than enough to get you to seven. And I do expect him to get a, around 1,200 yards. Um, it, do people know what to expect? Absolutely. But A.J. Brown, does he deserves, uh, deserves respect. I think that Tannehill deserves some respect. And I think that, that helps uh, Henry out. Not to where you know he's left alone, but I think he still has plenty of running room. I still think he gets fifteen hundred yards. You think he does? I still, I still think he does. I still I, think he's going to get back to back titles. I don't. I don't hate that. I have him a little. I have him a little higher than you do. Obviously, you have him at fifteen hundred yards. Let's hear who you got at seven. I'm curious. I have Fournette at seven. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the worst one yet, in my opinion. I just threw really, it. explain your case. He's been nothing but solid. 
He's been he's been less than solid some years. I, th- I understand that, but you can't take it away from his last season. Well, you can't say nothing but solid. Okay, if he's been less than solid, and I still don't trust Minshew as far as throwing the ball. I still believe it's going to be a heavy a heavy run. Oh, that's the only thing. But is he even going to be on that team when it's all said and done? It, it may not be, but we can we can only say what's going on now. Okay, I, I, that's a fair argument. And I can't take away what Fournette did last year as far as points. I mean, he was he was he didn't have fifteen hundred yards rushing or anything. But he, said, but he had a ton of receptions. A Gary Barnridge, was it Gary Barnage? He, yeah, he, Carolina he, Panthers tight end. Yeah, he caught a thousand yards for Cleveland one time. <laughs> yeah, we got to say. So Pete I mean, we're too. just saying if, if we're talking about. Things you can't, you know, you can't just discount what he did last year. <laughs> I discount it. And it's not – Leonard Fournette's a good running back. He really is. And, I mean, he can catch the ball in the right offense. But just, you know, good running back, yes. But there's there's too many unknowns for me. And that's going to be a bad team. Okay. It's going to be yeah. hard for him to run the ball, in my opinion. I'm saying, but um, I'm going for, not much has changed with the actual offensive, offense on that team. So not much is going to change as far as scheme either. So I don't see much changing for Fournette as far as what he's asked to do. Gotcha. I don't hate it. I, I just don't. Love I do. It. I think it's horrible. I'm trying to be nice. I, 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 can, I can have like you know like a thousand. Like I feel like his caps like a thousand fifty yards, yeah, like I hate thirty it. receptions. I kind of hate it. That's his cap ceiling. Do you yeah. Ha- yeah. Anything else to state your case on Fournette? You don't play the, uh, Besides, you can't discount his last season. Gary Barnage. Barnhouse. I, I, I Gary, still, Gary Barnhouse? I still think it doesn't be, matter what his last name was. He's a trash can. I understand it's still going to be a run-focused offense revolving around him. Peyton I just Hillis. don't think it's going to be a good I can't discount offense. Peyton Hills' his last season either. Are you looking for Barker for validation or something? He's like, no. Laughing at me, Barker, laugh at me. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Tell me I'm funny. I, I mean, I'm cracking on arms a little, but I agree with him 100%. So, a- anyways, I, I'll, Fournette. Seven, seven, I'm, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. I, I like Joe Mixon a lot, but I don't, I don't know if he's ever going to actually produce that top three to five season that we all want out of Joe Mixon. Like, I love that Burrow is there. I think the offensive line is going to be much improved. But I think seven is just simply fair for Joe Mixon. Like, haven't really seen him break out completely. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if we ever will. He's To me, he's kind of going to always go, going to be lost in that. What's a good comp to Joe Mixon? Like, he's going to be lost in that obscurity of, say, a Ronnie Brown. Like, okay. Ronnie Brown was a pretty good the, running that back. That is the worst, best comp I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mixon is better than Ronnie Brown, but, like, we you. expected Ronnie Brown to really like do Cadillac something Williams, with Ronnie Miami. Brown. Yeah, and, and... He's better uh, than Lindell White, but, you know... Correct. Like, Joe Mixon is very talented. I just I just don't know. It's, it's a Cincinnati thing. It's kind of the same thing as the Eagles for me, but Joe Mixon is talented enough to finish... You know, seven, eight-ish every year for the rest of his career, but I just don't ever see him really surpassing, you know, top five. He'd be lucky to get to five, in my opinion, so I got him slotted in at seven. I, I Bur- Burrow will help him stay relevant, and I think he'll be a little better than he was last year, but I just I don't see that offense committing to him enough. Like, this is Burrow's team. This is going to be a high-flying offense, and Mixon will benefit a little bit from it. But he was running back 13 overall in our league last year. Burrow and that offense and just the improvement in the line, I think, can maybe get him to seven. So, ironically, I have him at six 
So we're apparently one off on some some guys. Okay. So eleven hundred thirty seven yards, five touchdowns um, on the ground. Adding another thirty, Stats. another thirty five, two eighty seven, and three in the air. Can can we pretty much agree that he had at least a bottom five offensive line? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and it's going to improve, but and, I don't think it's going to improve enough. And a horrid quarterback. Not horrid, but yes, awful. Yeah, he was there. Is that really that big? I think horrid's worse than awful. Okay. So he had bad quarterback play. So outside of Tyler Boyd, who played a whole season at wide receiver? Mm. Seventh round draft pick and out in Tate? I don't think he did play the whole season. Okay. Tate. Yeah, yeah, so, I think he so, had a, so, a game or two he missed. So nobody? Pretty much. So they had bad overall receiver play. Mm-hmm. They've got tight ends that are just, its I mean, we don't even know their names because they're not good. You know, Eifert had that season once upon a time before he broke his back. He's not even there anymore. What we're looking at is... With the Jags, isn't he? Yeah, I believe so. Blocking for Fordette. What we're looking at is the best team Joe Mixon's ever played for. He's going to get their left tackle back. In theory, Billy Price is going to have some improvement year over year. I believe he, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but he moved from center to guard. Um, correct you if you're wrong, okay. Am, I must be the wrong one. Did he? No, I'm just playing. I okay. just want to hit the button. You, so you don't know. Okay. Just want to, just want to clarify. Just want to hit the button. But... The overall improvement of the offense, the defense has taken steps forward. They, they've addressed defensive concerns. Several linebackers drafted this year. Um, I I think the team's better. I think that gives Fournette some opportunities to play from ahead on occasion, which is going to be new for him and run the ball. You mean Mixon, or, by the way, or, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. What did I say? Yeah, jo- Joseph Mixon. Because Fournette, oh, yeah. Fournette's never playing from ahead. Yeah, no. you're, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was still thinking about Fournette. But it's going to be – I think it gives Mixon some opportunity to play from ahead. Um, I – you know, if we look towards the end of the season, uh, like 146 against the Browns, 136 against the uh, Patriots, 50 against the Dolphins, what the hell was that? And then another 162 against the Browns again. He finished really strong. Yeah. From one of the most disappointing first two or three games that I can recall. Yeah. So I'm all I'm I'm high on Mixon this year. I think he's going to have a, a better year. Is he going to be a top two or three? No. Yeah, no. There's no just, he's not. For some reason, it just doesn't seem like he can get there. But who knows? Four, if, if Burrow, five, if Burrow goes the full distance of what we think he could be, maybe he elevates Mixon with him, but not in twenty twenty. Five or six, and that's his cap. But I feel like like eight's his floor. So right. Who you got, Neil? And um, we on number six. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, six. Uh, we've already spoke about it. I have I have Cook at number six. Okay, I do too. For for that matter, I. Dalvin Cook was pretty electric last year, but I'm I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to crown him. <laughs> just not ready to crown him. He's good. I just there's other guys I like better. I, I just I, I do have a question about the last you know go around here. So okay. you're trying to say you want mix, you would take would you take Mixon Mixon over Drake? Yeah, I would. Yeah, the uncertainty. So so Drake is there for now. I mean Mixon to me is a long term bingo. Drake, I'm not 100% sure, is a long-term Cardinal. And the thing I worry about with Drake, the one thing I worry about is the fact that that is going to be Kyler Murray's team, and now you add DeAndre Hopkins. So I think that Mixon has a better chance to to emerge as like one of the top couple weapons on that team than Kenyon Drake does in Arizona. Like I think Kenyon Drake is going to have a fine season, but Mixon not only catches the ball, he's also a bell cow. To me, Drake's a 225 guy at max, 
And Mixon is a 250 to 275 carry guy at max, and I think they can match each other's receiving production. So, yes, Joe Mixon uh, ahead, of, ahead of Drake for me. Okay. Hell, Mixon had 278 last year. Right. And, and it's, Give it's the kid a lead on occasion. Basically given. Now, now I don't think he's going to touch 300 because we actually got a quarterback there. I say we as if I'm a Bengals fan. I'm fucking not. But now Joe Burrow's there, and, and there's going to be <laughs> there's going to be a better all-around offense there. But still, he's going to get more pure touches than Kenyon Drake. So, yes. Okay. okay. I don't hate it. So I don't have could, Drake in my top ten, so. So Dalvin Cook, we we touched on enough. I don't think we need to talk about him much more. So what are, what are we on to? Are we on to number five, guys. I have Melvin Gordon at five, which is probably preposterously high, but I don't think it is. But hear me out. I think me. it's a little high, but not preposterously. So how many games is Melvin Gordon missing last th- two seasons? I don't know what an average average of. Well, I mean, he was set out four the first few and four. Yeah, but what? How many touchdowns has the kid scored in the last two seasons? Probably twenty four. 23 okay. combined over the last mm-hmm. two seasons. He had a season of 9, he had a season of 14. I mean, coming through injury, we know that's rough, right? Coming off of um, holdout, you've got some some ring rust, so to speak. So, Gordon from with Eckler, Eckler who emerged incredibly through the first, uh, actually the whole year. I mean, first quarter of the year, I think he was one top two or three running backs. But, you know, he went uh, Packers, 80 yards, two touchdowns, Raiders, 108 and a touchdown. The Chiefs, you know, 69 but no touchdowns. I mean, then 99, 55 and a touchdown. Like he had a heck of a run. Finished the last two uh, last two games with two touchdowns, one touchdown. The guy didn't even play before week four. Didn't score a touchdown until week eight, and still finishes with eight. Mm-hmm. Like it, oh, by the way, the their bye week was 12. You know, like he the, he's the, he just finds his way into the end zone. I'm lying to you, by the way. He uh, he scored his first touchdown week seven as a receiving touchdown, but he's he's a threat in the air. He's a threat on the ground. I mean, once again, missing um, missing four games with Eckler's presence there. Eckler's far superior receiving back to what anything that Denver has. He still had forty two receptions. Like I just feel like he is a I, I, anybody else in Denver's only coming in to spell him. Well, in Denver, not to change the game script. Denver paid him to do what they're going to need him to do and that's be the bell cow. There's there's just a they've got something against Philip Lindsay. Maybe not truly against, but they they recognize that he's not a feature back. He's got the talent to be, but he doesn't have the size to be a feature back. So, granted, I say all the time that size isn't everything, but with Philip Lindsay, I just don't think he can hold up to the pounding that Melvin Gordon can and this is a team that wants to win now. They're going to give Melvin Gordon the ball. They brought him in in the prime of his career to milk every last drop of money out of that guy by giving him the rock on the goal line, out of the backfield, and between the 20s. I mean, he's just – Philip Lindsay's going to come in as a, as not, not a decoy, but as a dagger. Like, Melvin Gordon's going to wear him down, then you hand it to Philip Lindsay, mm-hmm. and he probably breaks one for 30, 40 yards. But Melvin Gordon, make no mistake about it, is going to grind it out for that team to put him in position to get in the red zone. So interesting little stat line with Gordon. 2015 scored no touchdowns. But then it, on the ground, 10-8-10-8. So he's scheduled for a 10-touchdown on the ground season. Uh, but his, his true numbers were 12-12-14, missing four games. 14, by the way. And then nine, missing four games. 
give him a full season with a truly better team around him, I think he's going to end up with some nice touchdown numbers. Also, I want to clarify. I don't think he's like a seventeen hundred yard back. I don't think it's no, that, no, I don't no, think no. that's it's, in his wheelhouse. It's, it's going to be the balance. I mean, yeah. it's going to be the balance of receptions, touchdowns, and carries. That's yep. that's what Melvin Gordon does on his good, on his best years. It's you know he pushes for double digit touchdowns, he pushes for fifty receptions, and he pushes for over a thousand yards. I mean, he just you get a bit of a hat trick of consistency with him as far as fantasy production goes. You're rarely going to get that single-digit game, you're going to get the double digits, and at the end of the season, it's going to equate to top 10 production. His bad games were basically eight or nine points. I got His worst games, games yeah. So, Or, you know, the ones he set out when right. you drafted him <laughs> in five overall, like yeah. he did at one point. Anyhow, Neil. Still number five. Five. Neil Doe. We already spoke about him, but I have Henry at five. King Henry. King Henry. Any particular reason why you have, well, you said 1,500 yards. Right. Okay, I, I'll buy that. I mean, he's not going to have a, of course, we, we talked about, he's not going to have a ton of receptions, but you can go ahead and pencil in, he's going to have a ton of touchdowns from just being on the ground. 100%, he will double-digit touchdowns. Right. If he doesn't die on the field, he will get double-digit <laughs> touchdowns this year. And he still might He die. might, if, if if his 10th carry, 10th touchdown is like on the two, he's probably still going to get double-digit touchdowns if he dies on well, the two. Well, Henry ran 350 times this year. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it takes, bro. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Uh, five. Uh, I got Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott's at five. I just don't see him as top three. Shit. I do, looking over the tape, like I know he's still good, but I don't think he's electric anymore. I don't think Ezekiel Elliott is that like bona fide superstar anymore. I think he's simply a top five back, and I'm going to put him on the back end of that five. Dak does seem to keep progressing and they've got a hell of a wide receiver core, which will ultimately help Zeke stay a top five back, but I don't think it catapults him to one or two. So I'm putting him at five. Granted, anything can happen. He's a good running back, but I like him at five. I think five is a very safe place for Ezekiel Elliott. And you're right, Neil. That line does keep losing a little bit, little bit, little bit. They're still good, but I think this might be the year where they lost a little too much and they become middle of the pack. Okay. I'm not going to beat it up too much. Um, I'll, I know. I'll I know just, your wife tells me all the time. I'll just, I'll just move mine. My number four is Alvin Kamara. Um, just go ahead and put down 80-plus touchdowns. Or 80-plus touchdowns, yeah, totally. 80-plus touchdowns. He's number four. No, 80-plus 80, receptions. Um, I, I think the additional of Manny Sanders, big help here. Uh, th- that's really why I still have him in my top four. Right. If it was just Michael Thomas, I would probably have him down around seven. To me, eight. like the Sanders thing actually hurting. I think it's pressure off of him. Uh, that that's that's my viewpoint on it. Uh, leaves the box open a little bit. Leaves you know a, a quality cover guy off of him. Um, you, there's not a, a linebacker in the league that covers Alvin Kamara, Kamara, Kamara effectively. He's just one of the best receiving uh, backs out there, bar none, point blank. Um, the last year, so six touchdowns. Lowest of his career. He's had double-digit touchdowns every year, which has been three, every year but last year. So it's 13 and 18, and he only had six, and yet he's still a top 10 back. So that, that I'm, I think his touchdown numbers go up a little bit, um, kind of back to that double-digit area. Still gets the 80-some reception. That's why I keep him in my top four. Okay. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to have him. Any, oh, any, yeah. Any of these guys, like for one, any of these guys I'd love to have on my mm-hmm. team. You know what I mean? Um, my number four is I'm going to save Aaron Jones. 
Sorry, I, 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 left, I left him out. Yeah, Ford, Fournette and Jones. I can't argue with the Jones thing too much. Fournette, I think, was just a pure trash take. But t- tell us why on Aaron Jones. <laughs> okay, for one, they had, they had not added anything to help, um, to help Mr. Rogers out in the receiving game. Correct. And I still think they're going to be leaning on Mr. Jones here. Well, what about what about the new guy? What about AJ Dillon, Jamal Williams still not, being I'm there? Not, I'm not worried about him. Okay, you're not worried about Lazard and MVS taking a little bit we're, of a step we're, up. We're worried about we'll talk about MVS and those guys last year. Uh, granted, some those some injuries involved, right? But the, and it was year two. That's true. I mean, year three breakouts come from guys out of nowhere. Roddy White was labeled as as a bust. Uh, I know MVS wasn't drafted like Roddy White, and I'm not here to pound the table for MVS. That's a very obscure take on my part but but anyways keep obscure going. mics available on youtube anyhow it is yes i got you bro he, he I mean he produced very well for my share and he leaned on him and he came up and like i said they're not going they don't have like he's already solidified receivers to help out Devontae adams when he is on the field so they're going to continue to pound the ball with jones and that's what he did last year and guess what they went 13 and 3 you're right right how many times do you think he's going to score two plus touchdowns in a game listen i, I wouldn't doubt it on Aaron Jones because Neil has a point I I just have a hard time with them drafting I have a hard time with them drafting AJ Dillon and just not giving him any carries like Jamal Williams is good AJ Dillon obviously is going to be eased eased into the offense somehow and I just think it takes away from Aaron Jones just enough five seven carries a game just enough I, I just my concern is him scoring nineteen touchdowns again. It's a lot. I just this don't is think bread and butter. I don't think that's even remotely close. There were weeks Aaron Jones was a one percent play on DraftKings. Because and then he scores four touchdowns. You're like, what? Winner. What Aaron Jones? Because it, it, he's he was overpriced. It, it just still blows my mind that you guys will have him as a top ten running back. Okay, I, just, I, I, I like just, ten guys better than him. I guess we said about everybody. He, I mean, he's he's a thousand, he's a thousand ish yard guy. He'd be right. I don't at, hate he'd that. He'd be right at twelve, thirteen for me. Actually, thirteen. Le'Veon Bell would be twelve. Mine's probably thirteen, fourteen. But we're talking about eleven. On the cusp. Eleven hundred yards is far and away the best season he's ever had on, on the ground. Um, four hundred seventy-three or seventy-four in the air, far and away the best season he's ever had in the air. Nineteen touchdowns is more than double the previous year. More than double the best year of his career. I just can't see him repeating the best year of his career over again to, in order to get him in my top okay. four. I, I agree. That is the best uh, year uh, of his uh, career. Uh, but far and away. It's not like – I kind of think him. it was fluky. But they, for one, they leaned on him, okay? You're right. Okay, but what they done to change that, Arms? Not a damn thing. You're right. And, he had, and you guys are pounding the table over people being dual threat as far as being running and passing. He caught over 40 balls last 49. year. 49. Compared to what Jacobs did. I don't have his numbers in front of me. I'll Which th- is 20 balls. Okay. I'm saying, but you guys are pounding the table over that stuff, and this guy's done that at a high level. Okay. It's a fluke. Just a year. I just One year. He's done it at a high level uh, for but, a year. But I'm also I, arguing a guy who played as a rookie last year and did quite well versus a guy who's going into his fourth year in the league and had one season of 19 touchdowns and a previous season of, like, what, nine let, let me throw one more thing at you. Nine. And I'm not I don't hate Aaron Jones. No, I don't either. I think he's I a good just, running back. I just I, think I the addition of AJ Dillon is bigger than you think. I'm for one, okay. This is gonna be like we said before. Let, if AJ Dillon takes five touchdowns from him, it's a that's detri- that's detrimental. It's a shortened season. It's a shortened How hard pre-season. is it to learn? Take the ball, run straight. It's, it's apparently not. hard for everybody can't make it in the fucking league, arms. AJ Dillon is two hundred and fifty pounds. 
take the ball, run that way. He's going to be able to do it, bud. Could Eddie Lacy do it? No. (laughs) Touche. Eddie Lacy was a little bit uh, more hamburglar than than A.J. Dillon. Cheeseburger. Let me throw this at you real quick. I just don't see a bunch of these rookies coming in. You guys think these rookies will come in and start doing stuff in this shortened COVID campaign we got going on here? They're not going to do nothing. Not, we're not. No one's saying AJ Dillon's going to be a thousand yards. Where did they back. draft AJ Dillon? Second round. Okay. AJ Dillon. Did they do it for no reason? So you're trying to say they're going to throw Jordan Love in right now because he drafted in the first round? That's, no. Listen, listen, listen. That is. But that's exactly, a different position. That's exactly where I'm going. They're not going to throw Love in. No, they're not. Aaron Rodgers is there. They're so not going to throw. AJ Dillon, listen. This is Jones's contract year, isn't it? Yes, that Jones will walk. This is a team in transition. Make no mistake about it. You don't spend the capital on loving AJ Dillon to fully commit to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones in the future. Aaron Jones is he going to have a fine season? Yes, but they're going to see what they got in AJ Dillon. They're going to see what they got in Jamal Williams. Doesn't mean they're going to outpace Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones will lead that team in carries. Yes, but for don't believe for a second that those guys aren't going to cut into him a little bit. Jamal Williams, same thing. Contract year, they're going to see what they got. They're going to really want to see what they got in AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams as the future. Because Williams, they can sign for a hell of a lot cheaper than Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon is cheap for the next four years. And Jordan Love, if Aaron Rodgers keeps being a distraction, the moment he starts complaining about how they didn't get him weapons when they start losing a few games, he could be trade bait. This is a transition year for Green Bay. Aaron Jones is going to be fine as a top 15 guy. I just don't like him as a top 10. I, what he said. I'm gonna stick of this transition stuff for one. They went 13-3 last year. People thought they like just were, were complete garbage. Why, <laughs> Why did, did they, they draft a quarterback for the future? Did they transition? I thought how, how far in the transition? Future? I understand into... that, but it's not like it's going like, hey guys, how? we're done. We, we <laughs> no, had that no, that's, last year. Let's, no, we're going. You're correct. We're but only they're saying going to see what they've got. They're, yeah, not maybe not with love. They can stick the tip in and get five carries here and there. <laughs> you know what I mean you don't have to pound it to the hell to all the way up to the heavens. You know what I mean? Listen, if you ain't pounding to the heavens, you ain't doing it right. They're, they're just listen. I just think that 19 touchdowns is a freaking lot when we for a guy that's not, not going to get 85 okay. percent of the carries. When we say they're going to see what they got, it doesn't mean AJ Dillon's Arms. even going to get a hundred carries. Okay. They're probably going to put listen, Aaron Jones. They don't want to pay him, so whenever those goal line opportunities come up. I guarantee you it's not going to be Aaron Jones as often as it was last year. It's like it's going to alternate. Let's see what let's see what Dylan can do. Let's see if Jones has still got it. Let's see if Dylan can do it. Let's see if Jones has still got it. It's not going to be They have no desire to give Aaron get Aaron Jones a payday. They're not going to pay anyone. This is a team that's looking towards the future with an older quarterback and by future I mean in a couple years. Maybe as soon as the middle of the year if Aaron Rodgers becomes more of a pain, more of a pain in the ass than he has been. I'm not saying Aaron Jones is bad. I still have him in my top 13. I just think with the draft capital they invested, that they're going to experiment just enough to see what 2021 like can look like. Jeez. What else do you want to yell about? I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, they, I don't even cut his numbers like almost like take. Six touchdowns away from him. That's still better than a lot of these other he's running not, backs we've talked about. He's not going to get. He's not. He he's going to. You can take six off just because nineteen was his career. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, so so go number. ahead and cut it to fourteen. Then go ahead and factor in AJ Dillon 
getting five. So Go ahead and take nine. it down. To, yeah, I mean, it's just he has not, average touchdowns. It's just not feasible. And, and A.J. Dillon's not going to be a fantasy aspect. At, but, asset. Asset. Gotcha. A.J. Dillon's going to be 100 carries, 450 yards. And I'm not sure he even, Five, six touchdowns. I'm not sure he cuts into the, what, 245 that Aaron Jones has. Aaron Jones might go down to like it's all two, about the goal. 200. I just wonder if they say, hey, we drafted this monster monster of a man to see if we can recreate mini Derrick Henry. Right. Discount Derrick Henry. You know what I mean? I, that, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Aaron Jones is still the back to own. I just don't see him as, as, uh, don't see him as top five. Agreed. That's all we're saying. You don't have to get so upset. That's all we got. Or you don't have a stroke. Not by this, I won't. But <laughs> I will. Eventually, just yeah, eventually. Today. Holy shit! Where are we? Where are we at? I mean, we're at three, and I've got Zeke. Well, I mean, I haven't even given oh, my I'm take. Sorry. I'm at four. Thanks, sorry. buddy. Sorry. Thanks a lot, pal. Wow, that's uh, that's sweet of you. You know, fuck. Anyways, Kamara. Okay, thank you, Kamara. Kamara. So Kamara at four for all the reasons that you said. He he's just too talented not to be. Again, Neil, yes, I like my dual threat guys, but there, there's just no one there to threaten Kamara enough. Latavius Murray, another year older. Drew Brees, surely they're going to finally lean on the running game a little bit more. Maybe. Maybe just a little bit more. Uh, and Kamara actually, I think, will benefit from Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas being on the field together. He's going to be – he's going to be – unwatched a little more than he was in the past. So I think he gets back to his his top four ways. So that that's my thought. And it, up till last year, I think Losey finishes four. Actually I think Losey finishes three. Regardless. And and that was a low touchdown year. So I couldn't agree more. Let's get on to three. Um my my three is Zeke. Open box. Um mm, open we're, box. we're talking about from a touchdown standpoint. 16, 9, 9, 14. The guy just gets in the freaking end zone. So, so, not, so nine touchdowns is good now, but it wasn't good for Aaron Jones. <laughs> Aaron you Jones, literally just said that five minutes ago. Let, 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 hold on a second. You just said that. Did Aaron Jones ever have 1,435 uh, yards in the ground? Did not, Aaron Jones ever have a top um, rated offensive line in his league? And, not, uh, not even close is the answer to my question. Okay. Did he ever have a good, the best but offensive I line? Don't, I'm, we're not comparing talent. We're comparing fantasy assets. You, just, you just compared us, you know, something, and I can compare back. Okay. Joe's but, never but, had that. But let's talk about the total number of yards. The no, the first nine he missed, I think, six games that year. It wasn't enough, by the way. It was, can, it was plenty. <laughs> can we also look at this as you're never going to convince me to vote for the Cheeto? So, I don't think any of us are going to change each other's minds on our rankings. Oh, so, as much yards. as I love the high high velocity screams and yells standing up for our guys like I'm, it, a, I'm it, gonna, it's it's almost left and right at this point. I'm going to round these within a few yards, right? 1600 yards, right around 1000, around 1450, around 1350. Like you add nine or ten touchdowns to those, those are damn good numbers. That doesn't include anything that he's doing in the air, which, by the way, he's a threat. Uh, last two seasons, 54 and 77 receptions. Zeke is a better running back by a wide margin than Aaron Jones. I wouldn't say. Yes, I would, you would. I don't know. You would. <laughs> I don't know. You Aaron would. Jones looks he good He didn't make your top ten, and Zeke made your top five. Aaron Jones is good. Did, did Aaron Jones make your top ten? Listen. Did he or not? 
No. Okay. And Zeke but, made the top five. Anyhow, listen, arms. We're talking. We're talking about talent. And I think Aaron Jones has the talent. You stick Aaron Jones on Dallas, and I think the numbers are similar, to be honest so. with you. I mean, Tony Pollard is doing pretty good, right? I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> he has moments. I he has flashes. All right. Where, so three was Zeke. Who you got at three, I, miss, I have the guy you don't like at Chubb. I do like Chubb. I just the, – the threat of Kareem Hunt is just there. Is he not, he's not even on your list, is he? what? All jokes aside, I think, I think Nick Chubb is one of the top five most talented running backs in the league. Running backs. Unfortunately, actually, he's I, he's a good receiving back too. No, no, just... no, no, no. Like if if in a vacuum we put all of our running backs out there, I think Nick Chubb finishes top five. The sad part is Kareem Hunt finishes top like twelve, and, that's, and that's, he's that's, good enough. And that's just assumptions. or top five. People are making assumptions on that. Okay, okay. I, I still think I I still believe Chubb might actually win the, the rushing title. It's it's either be him or him. I don't disagree. Okay. I don't. I don't hate that. So you're looking at what? Fifteen hundred yards. It's your favorite number. Yes. I mean, it's a good. It's you're a, right. You're right. It's a good look, number to look at. I think rushing Henry is fifteen thirty nine. Yes. Yeah, so. I'm saying, but that's a good. Yeah. And he, and he catches the balls out of the backfield. When yes, he, he caught a lot more of them before Cream Hunt came back. But yes, yes. I I was high. Listen, I'm a little biased. I was highly disappointed in my Nick Chubb shares in our most important league once Cream Hunt came back. Like he performed enough for me, but he did not win me games. And that's the only thing I worry about. Listen, Nick Chubb, pure running back. If you take Kareem Hunt out of there today, Nick Chubb's in my top three. Mm-hmm. Seriously, top three. I like him better than Saquon Barkley. Whoa! As soon as I do, no, I do. Right the f down. Right no, now. you you right now. You take yeah one spot above him. I, I put Chubb one spot above Barkley if he has no competition. Nick Chubb, I think, is every bit as talented. And uh, we all with. I spoke on it earlier. Once again, Stefanski's there, huge on the run game. I still think it's gonna be enough for this will be enough meat on the bone for both those guys. Yeah, but they don't right. want Baker Mayfield to fall flat on his face either. I guarantee Stefanski's there to not only make the running game good, but do not let Baker Mayfield fail. And Baker Mayfield could be considered a failure if he doesn't throw the ball and actually beat his own passing record, the rookie record from twenty eighteen. So I don't know. Until Cream Hunt's gone, I'm not all in on Nick Chubb as a top five. I wish I could have put him in my top ten. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. Cream Hunt is just good. And I, this this is second year in this offense for Cream Hunt. I just still blows my mind. I mean, I'm not judging rankings at all. Well, you you were bit, earlier. I'm, not, not right now, I'm not. I'm just saying. But say, so. say the word Aaron Jones. I'm just saying. It's still like it blows my mind that there's going to be ten running. Like we're sitting there drafting, and you would pick ten guys ahead of him. Against Chubb, ahead of Chubb, I I'm have just worried. I just have, it's a fear thing for me. I have. It, this has nothing to do with talent. It has to do with situation for every guy I have above Chubb. Let me. Let it me, really does. Chubb. Chubb has the. Can we? Can we agree? Does he have the best competition for carries in the league? Does he have the best competition as a running back for catches in the league? He's he is the guy. I don't see Hunt actually digging into that much. Into he dug him. into it last year. Let, let not the, not. Was, where did Nick Chubb? Where did Kareem Hunt finish? Let, here, he came I've, got, I've got this for you. Okay, listen. Kareem Hunt finished seventeenth overall from week ten on. When Kareem Hunt came back and got integrated into the offense, Kareem Hunt finished seventeenth overall. 
Nick Chubb finished 15th. They are splitting the fantasy production because Kareem Hunt walked in, took all the short receptions away from Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb still looked great on the ground, but he finished 15th with Kareem Hunt there. The That's why I've got him in like that 11 to 14 spot. I'm just, I am worried. If either one of them get injured, the other one will be a top five to back. my top five. Yep. Like quick, fast, and in a hurry. If he, yep. I don't care which one. If one of them like pulls a hamstring and they're just slightly slowed down, the other one's great. I agree. Okay. Let's move on. We're almost done with this one. What? On to number two? We're, we're, we're at an hour and a half. On you're three. You're three. Uh, th- three for me is, is Saquon Barkley. Okay. I got Saquon Barkley in there. I still believe in the talent. Uh, over the last, let me get this right here. Bum Over the last, over from week seven on, uh, Saquon Barkley was running back four. From week eight on, Saquon Barkley was running back three. I think running back three is exactly where Barkley belongs. And I'll explain why shortly. But Saquon Barkley, he's got number one potential, but I don't think the team is quite there yet in the Giants. So three to me is like, it is perfectly where he should be. It doesn't you, you matter. Feel like that's his mean. Like he might fall to five, but he could be number one. Three's where yeah, he's Yeah, on a Giants team that, that is not really scaring anyone. Saquon Barkley's running back three or four. When the Giants become a really good team, Saquon Barkley battles for number one. Okay. So until the Giants are scary, Barkley's three. And that's amazing that he can do that on a team that's not scaring anyone. Okay. So my number two is Christian McCaffrey. You can't be number one forever. I agree with that. All right. But and I'll state my case so, here in a minute. So McCaffrey, thirteen hundred eighty-seven on the ground, a thousand five in the air. Okay, can can he repeat something similar? Sure. Okay, best season of career though, definitely far and away. Uh, Nineteen touchdowns, which we were just talking about. How Aaron Jones probably can't repeat it. All right, with an who's his quarterback going to be? I can't wait. I can't wait. Who's to his quarterback going to be? Just I'm asking. Who's his quarterback going to be? Teddy Bridgewater. Okay. So, I think who I so, think is so, fine. So with a new quarterback who's learning a new system in an abbreviated offense. Would you rather have Kyle Allen and no, a hurt no, Cam Newton? No, no, no. no you, all I'm saying is I'm not sure that he can repeat 19 touchdowns. I'm not sure that he can repeat 1,000 yards receiving. Can he get 100 receptions? Yeah. I I don't doubt that one bit. Okay? I just think that the, he, he's dropping to second, guys. And we're talking about splitting hairs. I just, um, I just don't think he repeats the season he had last year. I think uh, is it flukish? No, probably high on the yard rushing, yard rushing. I don't think he's a fourteen hundred yard running back. We've talked about this uh, last off season actually. I think he's closer to a thousand yard running back. I think that we bumped down his rushing total for both touchdowns and uh, and yards. And we got to bump down, in my opinion, his receiving yards a little bit. Mm. And that's why I put him at number two. Give me that two, Neil. I'm ready, also, to, ta- I'm ready to talk hold about on. this. Just so we're clear, you said uh, on a bad team, he's been on a bad team. Who? You, McCaffrey. 
I'll get to my. You're point. talking about my, you know Saquon. You can't do it till the team's good. Saquon's been doing it on a bad team. I understand, or, but uh, but I've got one. Down. I've got one hell of a point for you when I get to it. Come, Neil, go ahead. I have Barkley at two. It seems like he had a really good season last year, even missing three games. Yep. Behind like arguably one of the worst offensive lines in the league. I don't think he's he's not going to take number one in my <laughs> opinion. There's no, there's also no way because Dink and Duck, Teddy Bridgewater, is still going to be dinking and dunking the mm-hmm. McCaffrey. You're probably so I, right. I, I just don't see it. That's one point. I agree 100%. Uh, number, you, you good? Yeah, I'm good. Number two for me, Derrick Henry. Okay. Derrick Henry all day long. You look at what happened when Ryan Tannehill took over in a big way week seven. Week seven on through. Derrick Henry finished as the running back number two. He finished by by three points over the next guy, and he and he missed a game. The the motherfucker I'm gonna cuss. The motherfucker missed a game, missed a game. Over those weeks with Tannehill, you have 17 points. Then you have a seven, but you got 24, almost 25, 33, 30, 24, 24. There's an eight in there. Missed game and then 39. Derrick Henry with with a capable quarterback with someone not named Marcus Mariota. Derrick Henry is that offense. Derrick Henry will be that offense. Ryan Tannehill is not ever going to be the star player on that offense. Ryan Tannehill is good enough to make sure the star on that offense gets every opportunity to be the star on that offense. Derrick Henry is special as a runner. More special than anyone else in the NFL because as one a pure runner, absolutely. As a pure runner, he has the speed. He can break tackles. He is absolutely a nightmare for defenses. You got that guy running full speed at you. You're going to try, but you're going to fail. Derrick Henry from week seven on was absolutely phenomenal. Only one player was more phenomenal than him, and we'll get there. But Derrick Henry is that offense. There's no other running back in football that I'm comfortable saying is that offense besides the number one guy. So two teams, two teams in the league have a running back who is their offense, and Derrick Henry's one of them. Now we can go to one. One, Saquon Barkley. State your case. Not a disagreeable case. This could be it for him. So if we're talking about talent, I still think Saquon Barkley is the most physically talented running back in the entire NFL. Okay, dual threat receiving. He we've seen that he can be a, a hundred reception guy. All right, we've seen that he can be a you know twelve, thirteen, fourteen hundred yard running back. Now we also saw that he can be productive with a bad quarterback at multiple times in his career so far. They drafted. They finally addressed their trash offensive line. But will it work? Will it gel? Don't know. Don't okay. know. So they are have arguably the nastiest. Miami the addressed nastiest, it too, but I don't know if Jordan Howard is going to come in top 15. Okay, but they, they, they drafted arguably the nastiest run blocker at offensive tackle in Andrew Thomas, okay, out of Georgia. Then they turn around and take another tackle out of UConn to Matt Pert. All right. Then they come back and get the guard out of Oregon, Shane Lemieux. They just are insisting on trying to get running room for Saquon Barkley and protection time for Daniel Jones. Do I believe in Daniel Jones? Not a lot. I believe he's going to have to dump a lot off to Saquon Barkley. Listen, I'm doing it probably to be 
slightly just to go against the grain a little bit. But I think that if anyone can challenge for it, it's the most talented running back in the league, and his name is Saquon Barkley. You're also a Big Ten homer, but. <laughs> has nothing, has nothing to do with I'm just with you, buddy. Oh, nothing man. I miss Neil so much. Neil, thanks for coming. Am I rolling now? No. I, I, listen, he, he is a little bit, but I am on some things, too, and so are you. So are you, Clemson boy. We're all homers to a certain extent. But I just I just love the fire that Neil brings to the show. When it, when it's, it's wonderful. Are you done with your number one uh, take? Oh, I'm done. I don't hate it because you are correct that Saquon Barkley, I will say, could be the most talented running back in the NFL. But go ahead, Neil, who you got? I have McCaffrey. I have the correct one at number one. Yeah. I'm actually right this time. I have the correct you're, 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 one, too. You guys and I, are I can't probably wait. right. Yeah, yeah, this isn't really much of an argument, but I, I mean, I do have. Go ahead, Neil. I, I here's my my argument. I think Saquon has the best case to be number one. I disagree with that, but go ahead, Neil. Yeah, you're you're guaranteed to get at least 100 points and receptions in the in the one point PPR leagues out of um, McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. He's still going to be the focal point. His numbers, I I see, practically going to be the same. Maybe not at the very highest end, but he's still going to have a, over a thousand yards, over 100 receptions. He's not going to be number two. That's just my opinion. Okay. Okay. So, so here's my argument for McCaffrey. While, while Zeke very well could be the most talented running back in the NFL. I'm sorry, Barkley, not Zeke. Jesus. No, you're also slightly right. But anyway. Christian, Mc- uh, Christian McCaffrey also could be the absolute most talented running back in the NFL. Okay. Not just because of the season he had. But, but here's, the, here's the thing with McCaffrey. Not only did Neil nail it with Teddy Teddy Bridgewater, Cam Newton not only could take goal line carries away from McCaffrey, mm-hmm. Cam Newton could also be capable as a downfield passer. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, I don't mm-hmm. think, profiles as a downfield no, passer. Definitely not. Which means that DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey are all going to have their moments to shine game to game. Christian McCaffrey is still going to put up monster games. He's still going to have ones that are not exactly monsters. He had a, a single-digit game one time, and then he had a 17-pointer. But here's the thing with Christian McCaffrey. No matter how you spin it, from week one to week 17, Christian McCaffrey was the number one running back in football by 10 points a game. Christian McCaffrey can lose 50 yards a game and probably still be the number one running back in fantasy with losing 50 rushing yards a game or 25 and two less receptions. However you want to spin it, Christian McCaffrey is going to have to absolutely suck to not finish as the number one overall running back and now he's got Teddy Bridgewater, who is 1,000% the perfect quarterback to bring in for Christian McCaffrey's long-term success. They found the formula of what their star player is, what's going to sell tickets and jerseys and everything else in Christian McCaffrey. Do you think Carolina gives a shit about winning football games? They might give a shit about winning football games, but money Rules all, and Christian McCaffrey is a bona fide superstar. Teddy Bridgewater will make sure 
that Christian McCaffrey is the face of this team, just like Derrick Henry's the face of the Titans. Fuck you, Cam. Go on to New England. We'll bring in a guy that means nothing to Carolina because Christian McCaffrey is the only thing we need to make money. And McCaffrey has double double Saquon's points last year. Saquon had some injury time there. He did. Listen, I love four seventy four to two seventy. Listen, I love I I love Saquon. I really love Saquon. But you're right. He missed a few games. Not not enough to really justify. Getting but his points also, doubled. Also, rookie quarterback. Okay, so you're right. So you're but, but Saquon's uh, not the face of the Giants uh, yet. You talk about the rookie quarterback, Daniel James, a first round draft pick compared to Kyle Allen. My my point is, a rookie. <laughs> there there are factors involved. Yeah, I'm not Allen. saying Kyle Allen was a stud by any stretch of imagination. So, so let, let me just. I do want to point something out. All right, we're Alvin Kamara. Can we agree he's a top? You have him ten. I have a nine. Nine. You're t- top five. I believe so. Yeah. All right. He was fourth with, with Teddy Bridgewater. He was top fourteen. He's fourteenth. It's a different team with I, a different I, mentality. I understand that with a different head it, coach. I'm this not year. saying Christian McCaffrey's going to just succeed just based off Teddy Bridgewater. You put Cam Newton on the Saints and and Alvin Kamara is still probably fourteen. But with also with a different head coach at this point in the season than the, where where they were. Last year, that that that's my point. That I I still I have CMC at two, and oh, probably yeah. we, we don't want to fight you for him. I mean, it's just the contrast is so large between him and the next guy. I just think, currently I just feel like the, the there's several factors. The 19 touchdowns is pretty yeah. large gap. I you know the change in the the head coach pretty large. You know that's pretty big difference. Yeah. Quarterback difference. I mean, there's there's things that are differences that I I I don't like McCaffrey because of it, and that's just enough for me to think that Saquon's talent and con- continuity takes over. My main point is, will the gap close? Yes, but the door is going to stay open You're for probably him to be right. number one. You're probably right. But the, the uh, gap the gap here. will close if Saquon Barkley can stay on the field. The gap will close. Saquon Barkley will be twenty three points, and I'd say McCaffrey. I don't think McCaffrey will ever have this season again. But rather than a 29.6 points a game, I would be comfortable projecting him at a solid, consistent 26 points a game. So the gap will close. Like, there's no way McCaffrey's going to average 30 points a game year after year. It's not going to happen, but he doesn't have to to be number one. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, once again, it was fun debating it. Wrong. It was fun debating it. And if we all picked McCaffrey, that'd be a little boring. Yep. And if we all picked Aaron Jones, Neil wouldn't have got the screen. So yeah, I mean, it worked out exactly well, the Aaron way it Jones should. Is hot garbage. So, and apparently, we're the only ones excited because we've got Gary Barnhouse. <laughs> we got Ed Sheeran asleep on the couch. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Uh, I'm gonna put the camera on him right before we right before we sign off here. That's it's just too good. Anyways, thanks for joining us. And what was a great episode with Neil back. I forget the fire that Neil brings. Yeah. It's much appreciated. So, back row fantasy show. Bark is out. Good night. Later. Hopefully, we get to see these uh, running back predictions come to fruition. Please, God. Please, God. Please, Lord, sweet baby Jesus in your golden manger. We'll see you next week. This concludes another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.